When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. I'm a big Yankee fan, as most of you listen to the show know. Joe Torre, who's the legendary manager for the Yankees from 1996 to I think 2007. The Yankees were always really good during those times. So what Tori used to say when the Yankees would come out and suck and just have a horrible game, he'd say that was a turn the page game. That's all it is. And we're coming back tomorrow. And that's what this was to me. What that means is this is not the team that you are. This is not the team that you're going to be most of the time. It was a horrible day. They stunk in so many ways and we'll get into it. But at the end of it, you have to turn the page and just move on to next week and continue to be the team that you are. That's what I feel like they're going to do. I said on the show earlier, if they lose, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm not going to go crazy. It was a frustrating day for sure. There were things that happened that worried me. There were things that happened that I kind of think just happened in a vacuum and they won't happen again. Um, And then you move on to a Vikings team you should destroy. So that's where we are. But having said that, this game was frustrating as hell. Frustrating as hell. Here's where I yeah. thought the first, yeah. sorry, sorry. I was gonna say the first Go big Go Niners came out and looked first drive looked great, right? They yeah, looked they like did. they wanted to come out and really punch with the Browns. They're going to be physical and run. Um, and the Browns were, they had two big penalties. They pushed McCaffrey going out of bounds. There was a face mask. And then they have a nice touchdown where they take advantage of miles Garrett being overly aggressive, pretty flips the ball to McCaffrey. It's seven, nothing. And all of a sudden, here we go. We're right back where we were. The Niners look great on offense. And then Fred Warner, the Browns were surprisingly moving the ball. That'll be a theme Mm -hmm. we'll talk about too. Mm -hmm. But then Fred Warner comes up with a big interception, runs the ball inside the 30. And I thought he just took all the momentum the Browns had and just squashed it. Now you're ready to go up two scores. But you have a screen pass that loses eight yards. They had Mm -hmm. another negative play. And then Moody, this – Basically, yarder is not anyone's fault, especially outdoors like that. That is not an easy kick. I'm not saying that in Moody was mile hour for wins. this. Yeah. Well, well Mayoko said that it wasn't windy when he kicked it. I read a tweet. He said there was no wind. The first, the that, first so. kick that he missed, or the second one? The first one. I'm pretty sure I read a tweet by Mayoko saying that there was really no wind when he kicked that. But it was 54 oh, okay. yards. Either, either yeah. way, wind, no wind. It's not an easy kick. But yeah. what that play did to me was it just sort of changed the game in the sense that I think if the Browns go down two scores, they get a little bit deflated. They didn't. And now all of a sudden they have new life again and and it's a different game. And after that, things just got a little bit ugly, but that was the first play to me where I was like, Oh, we may come back and look at this as as being a big one, not just a field goal, but the negative plays before the field goal. And it ended up being big. Yeah. You know, and when we previewed this game, we said, this is the biggest test the 49ers have faced. Uh, on off uh, offensively, right? That the that the Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns defense was no joke, and uh, that bore itself out. And that was the thing is, you know, that first drive, like you said, they came out and they marched down the field and they scored a touchdown. And you thought, okay, like this Browns defense is good, but 
again, this this 49ers offense is operating on just another level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, football is a game of momentum. And I feel like, to me, I, I think... I think the 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 momentum shifted when Trent Williams went down. Now I know that he came back, but you know I, I think that rattled the team because I would argue, outside of Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams is probably the one player that you cannot lose on this team. And he went down, and it didn't look great. Uh, you know, he came back, and he even said after the game, which I appreciate, he said, "You know, I gutted it out because I didn't want to put." Uh, the team and Jalen Moore in a bad spot going against Miles mm-hmm. Garrett, who is arguably the best pure pass rusher in the NFL. You know, I think full stop. And that's no shade to Nick Bosa. I just think Miles Garrett is is just a, a bit more physically imposing than Nick mm-hmm. Bosa is. But again, that's no shade to Nick Bosa. I think that's one, two in terms of top guys in the NFL. And so that that one, I think, kind of took the wind out of the sails a little bit. And then, you know, Schwartz, Schwartz made some adjustments, obviously, because that team, again, marched down the field. And then outside of that first drive, offense was really, really, really difficult to come by the entire game. That Cleveland Browns defense yeah. is no joke. They are the best defense in the NFL. And in my opinion, it's not even close because this team, this Browns team held down a 49ers offense that was averaging 34 points a game, held them to 17. Meanwhile, the 49ers defense, which is really good, allowed a PJ Walker led offense without Nick Chubb to score 19. And that's where I feel like this was a game where the defense needed the, the 49ers defense needed to be the 49ers defense because the offense, it was going to be difficult to come by points and they weren't. And, and that is, you know, that's really the, to me, the the story of the game, not that the defense played bad, but again, you're talking about a PJ Walker led offense. You've got to really impose your will on that. And they didn't. And so, you know, the offense didn't play well. Brock Purdy didn't play well. Christian McCaffrey left the game early. Debo Samuel left the game early. There was just a lot of things that went wrong, but you also got to look at it and say with everything that happened in this game and with how poorly Brock Purdy played for basically the whole game, he still brought the team in field goal range to win the game. And that to me is, is a, a promising thing to take away from this game is that again, despite the adversity when the game was on the line, he stepped up and he led them down and put them in position to win. He can't kick the field goal, so there's not a whole lot you can do there. But there's a lot to take away from this game, both positive and negative. To me, that's the biggest positive, though. You know, I, I tweeted right after all the things that stunk, and, and, and there was a long list of, of things that stunk in this game. And let's let's start – well, let's start, I guess, I'll – group this into the passing offense. And with that, I'm going to group in the offensive line, Brock Purdy, and and even Brandon Ayuk, who had a couple drops today. Now, you mentioned points were hard to come by, and you were right. But there were two plays that totally, 
there are a lot of plays that would have changed things around, but two mm-hmm. that I'm going to point out that would have changed everything. The first was on a third and 13. I think it was beginning of the second quarter, end of the first. I don't quite remember. But Purdy's mm-hmm. got pressure in his face like he did a yeah. lot of the day. Yep. And he chucks one downfield. And mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk is beautiful a throw. beautiful throw with pressure. Mm-hmm. Right off Brandon Ayuk's hands. Yep. If Ayuk comes down with that, even if you get three there, it's different. The mm-hmm. other play was towards the end of the second quarter. Browns jump off sides. They had a free play. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey is wide, wide open. open. Yep. I mean, there was nobody around him. Easy yep. touchdown. And Purdy airmails it. Yep. Which was a theme for Purdy today. Purdy was really inaccurate today. A lot of balls mm-hmm. were sailing on him. He was throwing behind some people. I mean, he stunk. He stunk yeah. today. He had a yep. few good throws. I thought that throw to Ayuk was good. He made some some shitty throws and some good throws mm-hmm. on the last drive to set up the field mm-hmm. goal attempt. But overall, he stunk. Did he have yep. any protection? No, because no. the offensive line stunk today. Stunk. It wasn't very good at all. So they had a hard time getting any rhythm on offense. But even with all that, they might have had 24 points at the end of the first half if they hit yeah. on those two plays. Yeah, That's just those little things that, that, that they couldn't do in this game that, that was really frustrating. And then Debo gets hurt. McCaffrey ultimately gets hurt. They said Debo should be okay. McCaffrey, as of, as of when we're recording this, they don't know yet, which we'll talk yeah. about that because that's a little bit scary. You yes. mentioned Trent Williams was at best banged up. Mm-hmm. So that was just them in the that's just in the first half, shooting themselves in the feet with those plays because as hard as it was for points to come by, and as ugly as this team looked, they might have had 21, 24 points at halftime if they just hit yeah. on a couple things. 